Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my co-host and my partner in podcasting sitting to my left today, E-Man Bates. What's up, man? The PIP, that is me, and we're back for another week. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of trouble last week, so apologize <laughs> for that. That's, that's a little bit of understatement, but yeah. We was tired. We're, we're, we're good, we're good. It's all love here, so yeah, if you guys, if you guys tuned in, I apologize for that. Brothers fight. Uh, Brothers fight, indeed, <laughs> and then, yeah, it was it was a couple day thing, but we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we back. Oh uh, yeah, we're we're I had back. A little food in me today. I'm not quite as uh, off the sleep rocker like I was last week, so we good. Yeah, no, I said like you know I've been working like crazy too, man. So I, that probably definitely has something to do with it. But the winter good. time for both of our jobs um, is just crazy, <laughs> man. So. I'm because I have to drive in it like for like to get to store to store and everything like that. I'm just like God damn it. And our orders go through the roof because Christmas and how or Christmas and uh, um, Thanksgiving come up, so we got like a million dinner rolls and all that stuff, and all the production like crazy up in the factory. Everybody trying to drink on the holidays, it man. Is so tough. That's what I do. Uh, the only thing is, I'm really, really blessed that I have all-wheel drive. Oh, man. <laughs> Once again, this I was year. scared driving to work this morning, dude. Legitimately scared. Like I was going 35 miles an hour on the expressway. I was 30 minutes late today for my orders because I actually. Uh, the na- not Jamie, but like the girl that like lives next to Jamie, she parked in front of him. Oh yeah, I had to. Di- I helped dig her out today. Oh dude, so, I yeah. saw that she was stuck last night. She was trying to dig it out last night and she couldn't get it. I tried to get help her out today. We don't have any sand or uh, no, we got nothing. Uh, fucking, I gotta get a it. shovel. <laughs> we don't even have a shovel I- yet. I stole the one from next door. <laughs> oh, is that where you got that? it? Yeah. I was wondering. <laughs> I went from <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> That's funny. But anyways, welcome to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. That track to start off the episode was called Shibuya. Um, that is the new single off the Free Nationals up and coming project, and that one's featuring Sid, Sid the Kid from the internet. Um, also, formerly uh, Future. Yeah, that's true. I, I think she's still kind of part of them, aren't she? She was. Uh, Future, I don't think it's a thing anymore. In they general. just kind of just all chill with they each all, other. Right? I mean, they all kind of disbanded and they got solo careers. Like, you know, Sid's doing her thing, Tyler's oh. obviously doing his thing. And Taco's her brother, right? And that's Tyler's DJ. I, I think, think so, yeah. Sid was Tyler's DJ. Oh, was she? Yeah, she, was, she started out as Tyler's DJ for a long time. I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> like, actually, when I saw them live, like right after Goblin came out, she was DJing for him. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. I love Sid, man. When I, when they announced that that was about to be the next single, I was like, oh, man, that's about to be smooth as hell, man. Like Sid's voice just puts me in like the best mood. <laughs> I turned uh, turned Lindsay on to that, the yeah. internet, too, because like, Ego Trip is still my favorite album by them. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Ego Trip is sweet. Um, what was that last project? Was it called Roll Bounce, maybe? Or no, that was one of the singles no, off it. Um... Just look it up real quick. We got yeah. technology. Yeah, we both got our computers. <laughs> I got a computer thanks to my friend E Man here. He gave me his computer since my took a uh, shit on me. I'm like, dude, I got a, I got a fucking Mac now. You can have my little Chromebook. That's fine. <laughs> this is nice, bro. Works fast and everything. Yo, I got my... It is a nice little thing, and I like it as small and personal yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah it no, works. Those things are cool. It's just I I had to get a Mac, man. For and now I can back I to be posting the podcast and stuff. So that makes everything a little bit easier for us. But yeah, I'm really excited to also announce about that Free Nationals is they finally announced a release date for their um, album coming up. So it'll be out on the 13th of December, which I'm really looking forward to that. They released the track list and everything and every song's featuring someone amazing. And uh, Anderson's on one of the songs. I mean, it's just, I'm really looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I am happy to be back, man. Um, 
And we again, we have no guests, which is kind of something I've been enjoying a little bit. This when you don't have to interview someone. This is technically our nice. first one without a guest. By the yeah, way. true. That's yeah. Because the last one was Lori. Last but we just one, yeah, had last a one was great. Yeah. Before that, shout out to Lori Scranton. Uh, that uh, Scranton, Scranton. I want to say. <laughs> like Pennsylvania. I've been watching The Office. Apologize. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> like, The Office. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lori Scranton. We just posted that episode today, so you guys can go on our uh, feed and check it out. Yeah, and also uh, check out her website too, StrantonSetList.com. Oh, yeah, Stratton Setlist, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of the Ipsy and Arbor artists like she interviews like that. Like a, a lot of pop podcast alumni. She puts on there too yeah. so yeah she actually did um that was the first time that we talked about it a little bit on the episode but i'll just preface it a little bit um when e-man first introduced me to her we were at this um this event for people that are in the industry that we're trying to get into at for media L people club. and at l club and it was with a couple of keynote speakers that are big in the industry one was like the vp of uh global sales the for spotify like, what, like 21 savages manager 21 savages manager jid's manager yeah. I think, oh yeah too. she yeah. does do jid yeah. too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah key uh Keys Open Doors is her handle. I can never remember her actual. I know her name is Key, but I can't remember her last name. And the other one is Amber Bacar or Bricardi, I think her last she, name or something like that. Didn't she do Spotify or something like that? Yeah, she's the global uh, the the VP of global sales for Spotify. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. so she's she's big. I follow her Instagram account. And she's always hanging out with like all these awesome artists and shit. That's so dope. that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I think since we don't have a uh, guest today, we can just get right into cracking lack in these beers because when crack you showed that to me, lacking. it looked so delicious. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, this looks tasty. I've actually had this one before uh, last year, actually. It wasn't on a podcast. It's just in my free will, we had it. Okay. Uh, but from Saugatuck Brewing Company. Yeah, baby. Yes, sir. We have the peanut butter porter. Smooth and creamy, just like peanut butter, unless you like that chunky shit with the peanuts <laughs> I, in there. I like that chunky shit. I got to have a crunch on my, well, not in the drink, I don't care about that. <laughs> like that. Know, when it comes I to like the sandwich, like I need that crunch. chunky shit. Chunky. Looking for them girls with the big old hoops. Fat pot. Oh, girls, you make the world go round. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so I'm excited to try this out. Um, what song did it? Oh, yeah, that's right. So E-Man put me on to this. I haven't quite listened to the whole album yet, which I'm going to. He's probably going to talk about it a little bit in something uh, I'm old, a big something new. fan of this, dude. Super cool. I'll let you intro it. Are we going to talk about uh, Leslie Odom Jr.? You got Is that it. it? You okay. Got it. So for those of you who are familiar with the play Hamilton with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, shout out to him, like one of the top five celebrities I want to meet. Mm -hmm. uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, actually got to start with Hamilton by playing Aaron Burr in mm -hmm. the play. Uh, he finally decided to get his solo career off the ground and decided to drop this amazing ass album, man. And the track we're going to play is called Go Crazy. And, Neil, um, what was the name of the album? Because I don't have it queued up, and I know you do. Of Leslie <laughs> Odom. Oh, I have it right over here. So let's make sure that we get that right so we can give him a little props. Leslie Odom Jr. His album is called Mr. Mr. Right. Um, oh, yeah, and Mark, also right? you yeah. can catch him uh, in theaters right now. He stars in the, one of the new uh, movie about Harriet Tubman, which I think is just called Harriet, that is uh, out in all theaters right now. But um, without further ado, let me click on this album of his and play you a little Go Crazy while we Spoiler alert, that is beer. definitely one of my something news. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it in detail when it gets to that time, but here you go. We're going to play the jam. Yeah. 
Trying to get the get the rhythm back. Sorry, there's like 20 people in the studio right now using the Wi-Fi. Yeah, the, the Wi-Fi is not our friend right now. Cheers, sir. That's a little bit of Go Crazy by Leslie Odom Jr. off his album, Mister. That's my first time hearing that track all the way through because I'd only uh, checked out the first one, which is interesting to me. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We'll save it for talking about it during something old, something new. Right, I got to listen to... This is actually the first week I got to just sit down and listen to music because I was on my way to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so Long yeah, car rides are great for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to hear music for the first time, in my opinion. That or some good headphones. But those uh you guys listening to live, we actually just created a, fo- a poll uh, if you check the live feed there. So what do you think of the song? We want your feedback. Uh, so you can either vote it's hot or nah, bro. So, 
I'm, I'm interested in that song. It's 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 interesting to me because it's definitely like pop ish music, but it's definitely got like some jazzy qualities to it. Which I, I was think gonna is pretty say cool. it's kind of got like this like kind of like this Latin swing. To it does it, have too. that too. Yeah. yeah, it definitely had that Latin swing in it too. You're right about that for sure. But um, this beer is delicious. I definitely like the beer today, dude. I am a big fan. So. Uh, Saga Tuck hasn't really created anything bad for me so far. No, well, not for me specifically, me but in general. Anything we tried or anything I've tried, like, in my personal time. Uh, this one's no different. So you got, like, the roasted malt, like, the roasted malt, like, taste to it. Like, the little, like, the aftertaste. But then it has, like, the creamy consistency of, like, the, you know, the carbonation everything like that with it. Mixed with, like, this, like, hint. It's not even overpowering peanut butter. Mm-hmm. It's really good, man. No, that's really yeah. good. I agree. I, I like the it's, taste it's of it a, a lot. Very this is the second, taste. I think, peanut butter beer I've had. I think the other one I had was a peanut butter and jelly one, so I like this one a little bit better without the jelly flavor to it. Right. Um, the jelly just was a little bit too much. It made it a little too sweet, and I think this, without the jelly, is, like, not as sweet and easier to drink. Um, yeah, no, I'd definitely try this again. Um, what's the APB on this bad boy? APV. Uh, you know what? I can. I got it right here. Oh, by the way, I five point seven percent alcohol. Let's see. I'll read the little rundown that they 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 All say right, here. Doing on here. And I'm pulling up the untapped. It's bold, smooth, and creamy. A classic porter, rich with delicious harmony of peanut butter. Open the top of this flavorful beer with a silky smooth drinking experience. No spoons required. <laughs> oh shit! No spoons required. So yeah, coming in at five point seven AVB and thirty five IBU, so it's really not that bitter. It really didn't taste that bitter to me. No, not at uh, all. It's just honestly, it's just a smooth, consistent pour. Like finally got, I got that perfect pour going. Shout mm-hmm. out to yeah. I wish I had the little clap emoji because that doesn't always happen on this show. But <laughs> I should start like putting their like uh, their whatever their little write up is like in front of my thing and pretend like that came straight from my mouth. Like you know what this tastes like to me, E man? Tastes like a smooth. Creamy, bold, classic porter. You sound, like, sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking sound about. Sound like an aficionado <laughs> of craft beer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because all I know is, do I like it or not? You're good. You're good. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a, definitely a good one, man. I, I would definitely drink that again. Um, is there a Saga Talk, uh, like actual brewery by us, or do they just have the location in Saga Talk? Because I know sometimes they I don't open think up spots so. in Detroit, too. So I don't think so. I think they only have the one. Yeah? I, I'm like uh, 90% sure on that. I can look that up real quick. Yeah. While you're doing that, I can read off um, this week's birthdays that we got for them. Awesome. Got some, hey, happy birthday. We got a few interesting ones. Some unfortunate RIPs, too. Yeah that's, so, yeah, that's that's true, too. And actually, in the spirit of the podcast, we all need to start with the bad news first. So we would like to say uh, RIP to Charles Rogers. Uh, from the Detroit Lions. Um, if you don't remember him, he—I mean, he wasn't even—he was only one. He was late thirties. Yeah, he thirty-eight or something like that, man. Uh, He—I don't—I think the cause of death is still unknown, but they said he passed away in his sleep or right. something like that. Which I'm a little, a little. Fi- I'm, I don't want to go there, but like. He left the league, right, to pursue smoking weed? He literally <laughs> like, said, I like smoking weed more, and I like catching touchdown passes or something like that. Yeah, he kind of went the Ricky Williams was, route. 
So or no, no, no. Yeah, I hopefully that's all he was life. into, and this wasn't related to that because I don't want it to be like a drug thing. Uh, obviously, weed's not a drug in my opinion. But right. didn't he hopefully open he like dispensaries? No, that was Ricky Williams. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Williams, Williams got, got all crazy with yeah. it. <laughs> Ricky Williams, dude, his thirty for thirty was one of the craziest ones I ever watched. He's like out of his goddamn. Mind. You know who's thirty for thirty? In, uh, completely unrelated, but I'm waiting yeah. for Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, thirty for thirty, would be great. They haven't done that yet. No, that's not a thing yet. That is such a great documentary. There's so much shit to like cover on that one. And then, um, what was the young gentleman's um, brother's name from MSU that passed away? So Cassius Winston, uh, his brother passed away. He actually was a freshman at Albion College. Okay. Uh, Shout out Albion. My boy Stanko went there for a little bit. Played soccer uh, there for a second. Oh shit! I think Uh, so did Tavio. Believe, give me one second. I keep forgetting Cassius Winston was from Detroit too. Yeah, man. Damn, man. From Detroit. Uh, well, yeah. I'm looking up his. I'm looking up his brother right now. But yeah, this is a really sad story. So Cassius Winston's brother uh, passed away this past, or actually a couple of days ago. Uh, apparently, he walked in front of an Amtrak train, which is like that just. When E-Man told me that, it like chilled me to my bone because, man, that is uh, not the way you want to go out. Zach life. Winston, that's his name. Zach Winston. So rest in peace to a young man. I mean, that is unfortunate. I'm not sure what the circumstances involved with that. I hope it was, well, I'm assuming probably drinking was probably a little bit involved. Huh? I, here's the thing. I don't know if it, he, I've heard intentional, I've heard non-intentional. What I'm thinking is either it was intentional, God forbid, or it's something stupid. Like he had his headphones in and just wasn't paying attention. Crazy. Because he was 18. So I saw a video recently on uh, Instagram that blew me away. It was in New York, and this dude just wasn't paying attention. He was just kind of like talking to someone, and he was walking towards the subway rails. And he fell off in there, and the security guy saw him and ran over, grabbed him by the back of his jacket, and pulled him up like literally a second before the subway came flying through. Wow. Like, saved this dude's life so quick. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. What a clutch. Shout out to that guy. <sighs> it was nuts, dude. It was super cool. Yeah, shout out to that guy. I wish I knew his name, but no, I don't. Um, but anyways, on to a happier note. Um, we got some happy birthdays to happy attend birthday. to today. Uh, Booker T from Booker T and the MJ's birthday is Dog, today. I thought you were about to say Booker T like the, the wrestler, Booker <laughs> T. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you! <laughs> I used to love Booker T. What was that little spin move thing he used to do? That shit was sweet. Spin-a-rooney? Was it, is that what it was called? Yeah, I think it was called the spin rooney <laughs> <laughs> I used to love WWF back in the day when it was WWF. WWE. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched it ever era. since then. Yeah. They got, wasn't it like the Wildlife and Game Association that they got... Uh, that's why they got sued and they had to change to WWE. It was no, like wild- I thought it was that might be it. It was, it was wildlife the wildlife thing, World Wildlife Federation. I or thought it was like that. that, or they changed the entertainment because of too many like lawsuits from people like trying WWE moves and getting injured and shit. Could be. Something I thought new. it was. I thought it was something we're dealing with that. I could be wrong though, but I, you might be right though. I don't really know because I don't really follow it all that much anymore. But um, also one of my favorite songwriters of all time, who literally is responsible for it. I want to say it's my favorite song, but that's tough because I listen to so much damn music. But uh, Neil Young's birthday is today. So happy birthday, Neil Young. You have an amazing name and you make amazing music. <laughs> um, uh, Harvest Moon's like my favorite song ever, man. It's just like a really beautiful song. I want that played at like every major event in my life. Um, and then also, thank God he's finally getting a little bit of good press. It's also Omarion's birthday today. <laughs> so shout out to Omarion. Um 
Because things have not been going right now. Oh, dude, it's been brutal. Is, for what, him. What's the good press? No, no, no. I'm saying that's the good press. Oh. I'm saying happy birthday to him. Oh, like, okay. Like, I'm like, because is he getting good he press? Been, Did I miss something? His boys are <laughs> screwing him over at every chance they get. Uh, so there's there's rumors that Fizz from B2K Fizz. is screwing his baby moms, and then there's rumors that. Uh, the other, I forget the other dude from B2K's name. I can't even remember because I was never into B2K. But the other member of B2K apparently has come out now saying that he hooked up with his with Amarion's mom. So that is just not cool. <laughs> he, Delon- he Delonte Weston, bro. <laughs> That's not good. Not cool. But anyways, Raz B or J Boog, which one? Which one? Which one of the other? Rasby was the one with the Chris. Rasby was the one with the Chris Stokes. Rasby. Jay Book, yeah. I think, is married, and he's like the only like responsible one out of B2K who didn't even want to do the reunion in the first place. I just remember seeing that on Love Sounds and Hip Hop. Sounds about right. Not that I watch Love and Hip Hop or anything. <laughs> Sometimes I do. When Joe Budden's on there, it's pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, but <laughs> that's our uh, birthdays and the uh, rested pieces for this week. Um, and then I guess we can push it right along on to our. Something old, something new, because something, something we got quite old, a bit to talk about. Something new, new. All I right. only had one for something old, but I had, let's see, for something new, I've got one. Two, Dude, I'm not even going to go through all of them, because we got like I've only three, got three this week. We got so like, that's not too bad. I got, I'm got. i going to say, we had technically three weeks worth. I'm not going to. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going through all the ones from last Fuck week. Last no. week was a folly. I mean, we, we'll talk about some There's of those. There's a couple <laughs> I want to talk about that we didn't talk about. That's fine. So yeah, we like, can definitely do that. I mean, I definitely, I definitely want to highlight like a couple things. Like that was a, what do you call it? I definitely want to highlight highly suspects album because that that one stuck out a lot yep. to me. Even though you know I got I know, a personal bias against them, but yeah, you so. know, you, yeah, you like them <laughs> for sure. But that's cool. Um, I guess though, in tradition of something old, something new, let's start with something old, and. For whatever reason, I don't know, there's certain albums that whenever the snow falls or this time of year happens, I just am in the mood to listen to them. Um, one of, like, a couple of those are Grizzly Bears, uh, Vecutimist, and um, Fleet Fox's um, first self titled album. But that's not what I'm going with this week. I'm actually going RB style this week. I'm going to kick it back to 2012 with um, Miguel's second project, Kaleidoscope Dream. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, this time of year makes me want to listen to that album a ton. I'm gonna be honest; I've <laughs> never really listened to a Miguel album, but really? all his all his features are great. Oh my god, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Miguel. I wish my mic stand would stay up; that'd be great. Um, no, Miguel is. I think he's one of the like. He's really kind of what pushed me getting back into R&B music because uh, there was a while where it was kind of stagnant and stale, and then people like. Frank Ocean and uh, Miguel came along, and they were making this really experimental and um, different-sounding R&B music, and it really just brought me into it. And I thought Kaleidoscope Dream was just a really uh, really well-done album. It's like right in my wheelhouse of time, too. I think it's like right around 45 minutes. Um, the title track, Kaleidoscope Dream, is beautiful. I think the first thing I ever heard from him, though, was that, Do you like drugs? Mm. Uh, me too. And I saw him perform that on like SNL or whatever, and I thought that was awesome. And I was like, all right. I'm messing with this guy for sure. This is dope. And then um, I, his, his last two projects I haven't liked quite as much. It's definitely got a bunch of good music on it, but I think this is his best album by far. Um, I like uh, they do at the end of one of the on the end of Don't Look Back, which I think is track two or three. They do um, a little short cover, like a little snippet almost of um, the zombies uh, time of the season. And it's just dope how he sings it. He sings it like real cool because that song is cool as hell. But yeah, so that's what I went with for my something old this week. What about you? I got 
two, one, I just kind of listen. I'm be honest, I listen to only like two songs off it. One I can talk about a little bit more detail. But the first one, I'm going to go to one a lot of people, you know, especially hip-hop heads are familiar with it. I know Neil knows I got it oh, queued yeah. up right now, so we could talk about this one together. One of the greatest rap albums uh, of all time. 2006. We're going to go with 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. Holy shit, that was 2006? Yeah, dude. Well. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> how old was I in 2006? I don't. Was that only 2006? I thought no, it was I think that's older. No, that's older than 2006. That I mean, was like because the master the master came out in like 05, I want to say. So that had to be like 03. Yeah, because oh, uh, the Massacre came out in 05. No, yeah, you're right, no, 05, no. so it's got to be older. You're yeah, right. it's got to be like 03. I'm going to go with that. I think it's 03. We can, we can look that up in a second to fact right, check that. Right as we speak. Nah, man. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely not right. Get but rich or die. Title, for... get your shit together. It might be a re-release, That's maybe when they put it on title. Yeah, that might be right. Get rich Wait, title wasn't die. a thing in 2007, though. But it, or The movie came out in 2005. Shit. So it had to be like 03, dude. Yeah. That's my guess. Anyway, but we're going to talk about 2007. February 6, I called it because that was the same. Yeah. Which, I, just because I got it pulled up that. real quick, the producers on there were 50 himself, Dre, M, Shaw Money XL, uh, Money. Darrell Digger Branch, Kevin Restro, DJ Dad, and then this is a bunch more. I think that's around the time, too, when Nick Speed started messing with them. It was around that era. Sounds about right. Like, I think maybe a couple years later than that. Actually, yeah. that's funny that you brought that. Before I let you talk about it, that's just funny that you brought it up because yesterday at work, uh, Many Men was just stuck in my head all day for no reason. You Weird. know, <laughs> there was a track on there that fucking, uh, that, what up, blood? Uh, what up, cut? So, what? <laughs> what up, gangster? Now nah, that shit was stuck in my head. We don't I don't play know this. We don't play this. Nah, man, I'm a big fan. I'm, uh, God, one of the greatest rap albums of all time, like Neil said. Mm-hmm. Uh, just start to finish, man. Uh, Every single song. Many men. Uh, it's such a classic. I, I, what I up, Gangsta is like the hardest starting I can't even album. like, <laughs> that was like one of my favorite album intros of all time, dude. Mm. It was like, up mm-hmm. here, like I would say, like in the 2010s, and we'll go over this. Like I'm trying to think, like uh, one that rivals that. Closest one I can think of, like Meek Mill's, like Dreams and Nightmares, was. That's a good one too. Yeah, but no, like that, man. Uh, fucking one of my favorite. And then patiently rap waiting. Mitchells. You know, hey, Em, you know you're my favorite white boy, right? That's <laughs> the best. And then um, P.I.M.P. Shout out my boy single, Brad Marsh. Yeah. He was obsessed with the song "Poor Little Rich" off there, and that's a great song as well. Um, man, I really love. It. That's when G Unit ran the world at that time. Like they were the biggest thing in music. Period. <laughs> My boy like, Jeff Lake was anything, obsessed. Man. Obsessed. <laughs> I, we, I got a story to talk to you about. Like I just heard something about like Little Wayne and Fabulous. Like back in the day. I'll, I'll tell you the story because I just okay. re- I just read about it today. All right. All right. But my other something old, I went with actually completely different route. But as you guys know, if you follow the podcast, and Neil knows very well, one of my favorite bands is uh, System of a Down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the side project from Darren. Uh, he pl- he's lead guitar and backup vocals on uh, System of a Down. His side project, Scars on Broadway, uh, came out in 2008. Mm. And this is honestly, like, I, I really didn't give it that much of a listen, obviously, because I really wasn't into him like I wasn't, you know, like I am now mm. in 2008. But going back and listening to it, man, this album was fucking dope. Like, just the instrumentation, everything like that. It's totally different from the system of a down. That's what I was going to ask. It's different from, because this, Darren, you know, is like more rock and rock and roll focused, whereas like Serge wrote half the songs for them too, and he's more like political focused. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, Serge has one of the most distinct voices in fucking rock history to yep, me. Yep, for sure. But... No, I mean I'm a I'm a huge fan of this from start to finish. Like st- st- uh, Stoner Hate is fucking dope. <laughs> I love that song to death. Uh, 
3005 school, man. I mean, just I, from start to finish, it's a very consistent project. It's long as hell, too. Just to give you guys a head up if you ever want to check it out. Some it's projects like, work when they're long. Some of them just don't. But if it's if every song's like, eh, banging, you know, actually, I take that back. It's not as long. It's fifty-one minutes. It's not as long that's as that's not thought. bad. Yeah, it's really just not a lot bad. of tracks. Seventeen tracks, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. I'm gonna have to check that out because I never even knew that he had a side project. I knew that like, they were doing like I knew that he had done solo Sur- music. I mean, Serge done solo music. Darren's done solo music. And I guess like the drummer and bassist are getting together. They're gonna do their own thing. Because didn't their bass player get in like a bunch of trouble? Like yeah, I think he got oh, in like yeah. a like a, a shoot, like, not a shootout, but like a. Like a high, like a standoff with the cops or something like that, like years uh, ago. That wouldn't surprise me. I think that's, I, a, I think that's a thing. I think it's the, so. There's three: the Serge, Darren. Uh, there's one. I think there's like Shavo, and I forgot the fucking bass player's name. It was either Shavo the bass like player the of System of a Down or the bass player of Queens of the Stone Age, and I can't remember which one it was now. The one they got in the like the biggest altercation with the police, where I think it was like a two day standoff type of deal. Like he was like locked in his crib and like wouldn't come out or whatever. I think it might have been the Queens of the Stone Age bass player, possibly. Oh, Shavo's the bassist. I was right. Okay, I was wrong. Shavo was the bassist. I thought he was a drummer. He Is was. there anything on there that says legal trouble? Oh, or man, we're checking that shit right <laughs> now because I'm, I'm, I'm just as curious now. I think it might have been... Um, I don't think so, man. I think it might have been... Uh, uh, actually, there's the fucking thing right here. Oh... Uh... I think it might have been Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, I think it was Queens of the Stone Age. All right. I'll look that up while I'm pulling up the next one. I'm going to say that it wouldn't surprise me, but it would because, I mean, how how he looks like when he's playing, like, dude looks crazy as shit. But at the same time, I was like, if you think about System of a Down's content, I'm like, I can't really see that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's a good point. Um, But, yeah, I guess we can move right along. I had three this week for my uh, something news. I will start with probably the most unknown one. Uh, her name is Jazz Karras. I've brought her up on the podcast before in my Something Old segment. It was a uh, EP that she put out. Um, she is a R&B singer that kind of is more in the jazzy wheelhouse of things. Her album is called Summertime Stories. Um, I just she's from London. I just I don't know. I heard, I forget what song I heard from her first. It was just on my like one of the playlists I think Apple had made for me. And it, you know what it was? I think it was a cover of a Daniel Caesar song. And I was like, okay, I'm about to go back and listen to this girl's. And she had like a live EP out and then one like recorded studio EP out at the time. And then this is her first project since that, which I think the last one was a year or two ago. But um, she's really great, man. I really enjoy her music. It's just really sexy, smooth, jazzy. Um, a lot of instrumentation in there. Um Really cool stuff. So I would I would definitely highly recommend checking her out. Um, maybe even start with that live EP because that, that's kind of what gravitated me towards her. But, uh, yeah, that was the first one that I had listened to. Right. And then second one is um, a little white boy soul music, uh, Alan Stone's new project. That was the second new – I thought you were going to go – I'm be honest, I thought – like, spoiler, I thought you were going to go Dave East. No, that's my third one. Oh, okay. That's, oh, okay. One. <laughs> that's, that's the best one of the week, so that's why I, I saved that one All for right. last. Sorry, spo- uh, sorry I spoiled that, guys. No, you good. Yeah. You good. Because uh, I figured we both talk about that one anyways. Right. Um, no, Alan Stone, I was really impressed. So I had been a casual fan of his going into this project. I didn't really know a whole lot of his music besides seeing him perform on a couple shows. He did this thing with um, Daryl Hall. He did this Hall's House thing that was with Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates where they jammed together. And that was like the first introduction I remember seeing him. And I was like, damn, this fucking nerdy looking white guy can sing really soulful music so i was intrigued when i saw that he had a new album out and i was like you know what 
I've got nothing else that new that I need to get to today. Let's check this out. And I was really pleasantly surprised, man. There was a couple tracks that I thought were mad cheesy, but there was like the the good outweighed the bad for sure for me. Um, I think there was a track on there. Um, let me look that up real quick. I forget the name of it, but he his voice is just I don't know. It's kind of out of this world. Uh, the music is produced by a bunch of different people. Jamie Lydell did a lot of it, which if you're unfamiliar with him, he produces a lot of stuff in like the indie scene. Um, I think Wolfpack actually produced, well, a couple of the dudes from Wolfpack, Theo Katzman and um, one of the other cats from Wolfpack did one of the songs on there. Uh, there's a few other guest producers that he and co-writers that he had on some of these songs. So I think it's definitely worth uh, giving a listen if you're into that kind of music. And then third... And my favorite of the week by far, and probably one of my favorites of the year, is the new Dave East album. Just uh, so survival. consistent, straight through, man. Oh my god, it's just, it was loaded. It's beautiful because his his bars are and his, the things that the, he rap about. The content is so hard. The last Nipsey, tra- oh my god, oh, yeah, song about Nipsey. The last track, <laughs> holy shit. No man, I'm. I'm we, we. I mean, you could talk about it, but I'll, I'll chime in on stuff. Well, what I think is really stand, stood out about this project to me, as comparison to um his, because he's got a gang of mixtapes out as well, and he, I think he dropped two last year, um one with Styles P and then one by himself. And this project stood out to me because the production and the instrumentation, the music was really Everything, good. Yeah. And it was unlike the other shit he's been putting out because there was a lot of soulful, like, R&B-style beats. It wasn't a street. That's what I was going right. to say, man. It's very, like, he, he, he definitely switched up lanes a little bit like that. And I think he's really creative in um, how he writes his songs. There's this song on there that I really gravitated towards called 17, just talking about, like, being 17 years old and all the things that he was into and where yep. that took him in life. I thought that was a great song. Oh, yeah. like I like the little skit with his coach or whatever. Yeah, like, you better yeah. hold basketball work. Yeah, yeah. That almost reminded me of, like, some of the skits on there reminded me of Biggie Ready to Die a lot because Biggie had a couple on there. I think Davies was even paying homage to him a couple times on there. It sounded like it to me, and they're both, like, well, he's I think he's is he Harlem, Queens? I can't remember where Davies is from now off the top of my head. Harlem. Yeah, Harlem. I'm like, 90% sure it's Harlem. Yeah, I think so. I think it might be too. Um, but man, he's just, he's a great lyricist, a great storyteller. He's got the conviction in his bars. His wordplay is phenomenal. Harlem. Yep. Harlem, yeah. All right. Um, if you haven't heard the new DVs project, you should definitely go check it out. He's got like amazing features on here too. Let me pull up the album just so I can read off some of them to you. Um, right off the rip, right track one, he's got DJ Premier on it, which is amazing. And track. Uh, track two has got Jay Black, who I'm unfamiliar with. Three's got Nas. Four's got Tiana Taylor. Uh, track yeah, eight has loaded. the Dream and Rick Ross. Track nine, which I'm going to play to outro the podcast tonight, uh, has got Fabo on it. Um, Jacquees is on track 11. Gunna is on 12. Mozzie and E40 are on 13. Little Baby, which I don't really care for much, but I like that song anyways. Uh, is on it. Max B, he's got Max B on there, which is probably the first verse out of Max B since he got released from jail, I yeah. think. Um, and then, let's see, he's got Ty Dolla Sign at the very end, too. And then the bonus track is um, a dedication to Nipsey Hussle, and it actually has Nipsey Hussle like, talking some motivational shit in the beginning. To Dave and then East. It's got, yeah, to Dave East. And then it's got Snoop talking on the end of it. So I just thought it was a really, really well-put-together project. Um He's proving to be one of my favorites up there or out of the new school of cats that I think were are really gonna kinda help hold this hip hop thing together about the lyrics and the the real 
the real hip hop music, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I was. Did you want to add anything about the Davies? Because I know you were really into it as well. Man, the da- okay, it. so yeah, I can I can chime in on a couple of things like that. Now, the, like the one where he was talking about when he was seventeen, he was like you're not gonna, you like you better hope basketball works out, Brewster. <laughs> yeah. like, no, dude, I. <laughs> <laughs> just from start to finish, it's just like such a consistent project, man. It's almost like a story to it. Yep. No, I is. really, really like it. Like Davies, I mean, Davies is always dope. Like I always like Paranoia. That was the one of yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. projects to him. Me too. This, this actually tops Paranoia to me. Yep. Me yeah. too. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, man. Just, this, this is definitely gonna have a lot of replay value, value for me too, because some pro. Some projects you listen to and you recognize them being good, but you just don't go back nah, to them a lot. This, dude, this one I know I'm going to go back to. Davius is going to hit like that. I mean, he's already big, but he's going to hit like that. Holy shit, big! After I this. mean, he's having a moment right now too because he's right off that Wu Tang series where he's playing Method Man off it, and then drops this album. So he's been staying in the limelight for like the last year, well, year plus. I mean. Nas has always had him on his tracks. They had a couple tracks on that Rapture show together. Yep. Um, they had uh, the track on the mixtape by uh, for Hamilton together with, yep. with Lin Manuel. Oh, the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah. So he's been I, he's I been wrote around my way for sure. Out. That one. Yeah. The ladies love him. So. Oh, Godfather Four. I forgot about that track. Godfather Four. With Nas. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's one. a beautiful song. That man. that's dope. That's that is song. dope. That's a great yeah. song. Um. But yeah, that was what I had for something old. What did you? I know you something had a couple. New. I mean, something <laughs> new. I'm sorry. Um, I know you had a few more to add as well, right? Yeah, man. So I'm gonna talk about one that's just kind of like the oddball, just because of the fucking cover I picked, mm-hmm. and that somebody never, a group I never heard of, but you were familiar with. A Emotional oranges. Yeah. Uh it's very soulful R and B, man. Not gonna lie, it's really, really good. Uh, straight through. My favorite track is actually a funny one. It's called "Your Best Friend's a Hater." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, that's that's my favorite track off of there, but I. I actually, I just kind of listened to it on the way back home from Chicago, uh-huh. uh, and I was like, "Oh man, what is this little cover? It looks like an orange, like it's like orange, but it looks like a butt mm-hmm. but with yeah. like a little little yeah, sticker, funny. like that Florida orange, like tramp stamp they got going on there." <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's it, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And it's their second project it's called The Juice Volume Two, so I'm I have to I might have to go back and listen to Volume One. Yeah, I definitely uh, I want to check it out because the reason that I know about Emotional Orange is I've only heard a couple of their songs, and the dynamic of it is cool because there's one female singer and one male singer, and they kind of go back and forth. Um, but the reason I know about it is because if you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, one of the co-hosts on that show, his name is Rory, and Rory, I believe, is managing Emotional Oranges, and he's been pumping their music on the show and talking about them here and there on Twitter and all that stuff. So that's kind of how I found out about the, these guys. Um, I, I want to say they're from New York too. Don't quote me on that, but I think they're from New York. Uh, we're gonna have a New York theme here because guess yeah, where we kind of are. <laughs> guess, where, guess where my next uh, next where my next artist is from? New York. Highly highly suspect from <laughs> Brooklyn. From oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that, dude. I can't stress how much I love this fucking album. This might be one of my like. This is probably my top ten all year for sure. MCID nice. by Highly Suspect. Off the bat, this has a song called "Fly." It's just one of those things about emotion, like just dealing with like depression, and everything like that. It's actually the lead single. Like if you listen to, I think Octane on a uh, Sirius XM or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the lead single they play right now. But from there to uh, their very first single off their "16," uh, they actually have a couple rap features on this shit too. I heard about uh, that. Tokyo Ghoul featuring Young Thug. Uh, yeah. T Grizzlies on this album. 
album. That's like, crazy that T Grizz is down there. I mean, it's really. I thought about that too. Of like, then again, it's really not that crazy because they're both under 300 Entertainment. So I'm like, okay, yeah. now that makes sense why T Grizzly's on that album. But that actually might be one of my favorite T Grizzly features. That's sweet, man. Because like he, he switched up his like flow cadence a lot. Because you know, T Grizzly kind of he's getting this better. T Grizzly had this thing where he kind of wrapped off beat a little yep. bit. But still, like, yep, for sure, no, it, it's, it's dope, man. I, I I can't stress how much I love this fucking album enough, man. MC, I mean. Highly Suspect is, I, I've said it a couple weeks ago, hands down one of my favorite artists I've discovered this year. Actually, is my favorite artist I found out about this year. Mm. Next to YB and Corday. YB Ooh. and Corday is a close second. That to is me. amazing. I know that's your, I know that's your man. That's my man, too. I fucking think he's going to be the future of hip-hop. Hell yeah. But as far as that, I fucking love Highly Suspect. Man. What were you, what song did you say was the one about depression and stuff? Fly. The very Fly. first track. See, I love, I know it sounds it super, real quick. Sure, why not? Let's give it a play. Um, I I love songs about depression for some reason because I deal with it. E-Man deals with it. And it makes you realize... That's why music is the best therapist because it makes you realize you're not alone in this shit. On top of it... Agreed. And, you know? Yeah. And, but on top of it, this album just has so many different elements to it, too. It has, like, that element. It has, like, the kind of, just, like, the rage party element. It has, like, a hard rock. There's, there's rap on the album. There's fucking I like grunge. It, it's just so, so versatile, man. I like that. And that's why I like, that's why I like about Highly Suspect. Like, this, they try to do some experimental shit, and it works. It's a three-piece band? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the lead singer. Flies the track, you said? Fly, flies the lead track off let's of it, yeah. Let's hope this, uh... Doesn't buffer on us, let's see. Don't like the way that I look, I don't like the way that I feel. I'm acting. I knew it was gonna buffer. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, but maybe it's time I start keeping it real. I've thought about killing myself. I've thought about ending it all. I've thought about standing on top of my building in Brooklyn and seeing how long it would take me to fall. I'm scared and I'm losing my patience. I wanna feel weightless. I hate this. What's up? Don't know why I'm so fucked up. It sucks. Maybe I'm over dramatic, but I'm just keeping it real. I'm not always okay, I don't know how to deal. I wish I had someone to give me some love. I wish I had someone to give me a hug. I'm sick of the liquor and sick of the drugs. I wish I could just stop fucking up. I know someone that would love this song. I know someone that would love this song. I'm gonna send it to her after this. What do you think, bro? I dig it. I like that he 
turned down for a second. I like, I like that he doesn't sing it in a whiny voice. I like songs that are about depression, but I hate when it's like in a like, like a emo-y like way. You know what I mean? Like I like this because it's just straight forth. And yeah, no, I dig it. I definitely dig it. I'll definitely check out the rest of the album. The whole sure. album, it's just so all over the place, but it's in like all over the place in a good way. Right. And yeah, and you're like you were saying, it's got a bunch of different stuff, or got a little bit of stuff for everyone. So, I'll check it out for sure. Forget what was the other? Uh, you had showed me one of the songs. Maybe it was the one with Young Thug or something that I'd heard before. Oh, was it Sixteen? The one right after? Oh, that's what it was. It was Sixteen. But no, uh, yeah, yeah. That song, um, if you're interested in it, is called Fly by Highly Suspect. The album is MCID. Wonder what that stands for. My click is dope. I yeah. had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it's like my crew is dope or my click is dope, something like that. But Which yeah. is almost like about the same exact length and uh, tracks as your uh, something old. Oh, the scars on Broadway. Yeah, They're about the same length. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. How old, how long is the Dave East one? The Dave East one is long, bro. That one was. Let me go back to it real quick. That one I didn't care it being long because I had the time. I was at work. An I, hour eighteen. Yeah, hour yeah. eighteen and it's twenty tracks. So. A couple of them were bonuses, though, so I think yeah. you can take that out around an hour anyways. But, um, yeah, that's I think, wraps up what we had for – did you have any more for something uh, new? I mean, we had three weeks of something new. We did, but, but we don't have know, time to talk just, about Just wrap them. it up, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite. This mean, year, we're definitely – we've already decided that we're not going to do as uh, an extensive rundown of our favorite we're albums gonna go as we did some, last year. We're going to go the decade, I think, because we're going to go the 2020 decade. coming. Yep. I mean, there's little new ones that we listen to, like F- FKH Twigs. I really wasn't that big of a fan of it. I like her, but – I don't I know, man. I, no, I like FKA Twigs. I just yeah. don't like this album so far. It just seemed a little. I, I didn't even get into the meat and potatoes of the album because I was so turned off by the first song that I was like, oh, dude, I need to get to that. Everyone's been saying Doja Cat's out rapping all the dudes, and I need to check no, it out. No, Doja Cat. Bitch, I'm a cat. Okay. <laughs> but I heard the new album is phenomenal. That is song it? doesn't do justice. That, to me, that was on my. That was one of my ones I wanted to get queued up. Alan Stone, I like him. I was yep, wanted to get Alan queued Stone. up. Someone was posting that Luke Comb ones on there thing that I saw earlier. I don't know who the hell that is, though. Fuck, dude. There's so much. There's so much shit. It's crazy. Every every Friday is like Christmas for a music lover. Oh, the soundtrack for the Martin Scorsese movie's out. Go up a little. Oh, uh, the, the Irishman? Irishman? Is it Anderson? I'm not Anderson. Uh, fucking Action Bronson on that one? Uh, I don't know, movie, but shout out Action Bronson. You just had a kid yesterday. Oh, shut Congrats, up. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just saw him post a picture holding is his kid. He's like starting movie? my new chapter. Yeah, he's in it. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought. I feel like he he's probably would have something on the feet. He probably got something on the feet. Yeah, he's definitely thing, in it. Yeah. He posted a photo a couple days ago of him and De Niro and uh, Scorsese hanging out. I'm like, that's a pretty awesome photo. <laughs> that's a pretty cool that's one. That's pretty tight. But anyways, before we wrap this podcast tonight, there's a couple other things I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to this day in music. And then just a couple of funny topics that I had heard mentioned on a couple different radio programs. All right, you I do want to I do want to yeah. talk about that Little Wayne fabulous story. Oh real yeah, quick. tell me that story. Let's oh man. Yeah, no. Okay, so apparently, like I think it was like uh, two thousand, like early two thousands, maybe like late nineteen ninety nine, something like that. Uh, a then seventeen year old fabulous. Oh no no no, sorry. A then seventeen year old Little Wayne. That's uh-huh. what it was. It was Little Wayne. Uh, fabulous paid. Their man, I guess, pay. I guess I want to say it's Birdman. I'm assuming it's Birdman. Mm-hmm. It was to get a feature from Little Wayne. It was a hundred grand plus four bottles of some whatever expensive champagne. It's probably Crystal or some shit <laughs> yeah. at the time. So I guess the story goes, uh, he had 
they were coming. They're on their way to the studio. I think they were like in the middle of a tour or something like that. So they get off the tour bus, and I guess Fabulous, like he's waiting on them, shit like that. There's like four bottles of the fucking champagne and shit, chilling, like just waiting on Little Wayne. Like maybe we go, you know, we can shoot the shit for him. This is before Fabulous like got big, yeah. obviously. So I was like, man, we're gonna shoot the shit, Little Wayne, kind of you know build a rapport stuff like that. Story goes, Little Wayne gets off the tour bus, right? Uh-huh. Fucking walks directly in the studio, talks to the engineer for a second, gets in the booth, knocks his verse out. Maybe it was in like two takes and maybe like 15, 20 minutes. They take the four bottles of fucking champagne and walk the fuck out. <laughs> that's, apparently, that's awesome. <laughs> that's apparently what happened. He goes like, a quote from Fab. I think it was on Drink Chaps. He was talking about this. He goes, nah, "I think you're right. I've I think you never was. seen some shit like this. They're like they work different." <laughs> like, I'm assuming like, he goes. It goes while I was saying. I guess Birdman took the money. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But Wayne Wayne was known for that to just be able to knock verses out with like no problem. You know what I mean? He was, especially before he got into the lean, bro. He had no problem knocking out a verse. That's when Wayne was on top Didn't, of the world. Speaking of Lean, I know it wasn't Dave East album. I think he was talking about like as soon as Stop his daughter got born, he stopped drinking. Lean. That song was yeah. emotional. I don't even have a kid, and that song made me a little bit emotional. Like he's just talking about how he changed his life around when he had his daughter, and I loved it. I thought that was a really great, great perspective on that song. And he was talking. He even mentions like he never understood the song because there's a Nas song on God's Son where he's talking about being a father for the first time, and. Um, and Dave East is talking about how he never understood that song until he had his own kid yep. and this and that. And it was really cool. It was a really cool perspective. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so a couple of things that I wanted to mention real quick is, so I listen to David Chuck religiously. I think those guys are fucking hilarious. Like, David Chuck the Freak make my days at work so much better because they just make me laugh all day. And they were talking about a couple stories that <laughs> they just had me cracking up. So apparently some 21-year-old kid was at a McDonald's and ordered a tea, but his tea was laced with weed. And the Whoa. kid got high, and he reported it to the cops. <laughs> and, and Andy goes, man, they started calling, like, because they, they always, like, pretend to do these skits where they'll pretend to be other people. And they were like, Officer Andy, what do you think about that? He's like, well, yep, I checked the uh, vagina scale, and uh, you are, re- <laughs> you are, um, <laughs> he's like, you are <laughs> off the charts. We're going to have to register you for being a giant pussy. <laughs> he's like, you're 21 years old. Just enjoy the goddamn high, you little idiot. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. They were go- they would go on for like an hour about it. I think it was on yesterday's show. It was cracking me up. Got one quick thing to add. Actually, it relates to that, and I think it relates to something else you're talking about with Popeyes. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, there was a, <laughs> apparently, I, I forgot what city it was in. I want to say it was somewhere down south. Yeah. There there was a half smoking joint, half uh, smoked joint found in the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's hilarious. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's probably a coworker back there, like fuck my life. I gotta make eight million <laughs> of these fucking goddamn sandwiches a day, bro. That first of all, I gotta before I even get into the story, I was gonna talk about Popeye's. A little quick PSA: <laughs> It is a fast food chicken sandwich. There is people, no way that sandwich is that fucking good. <laughs> Go somewhere else. I know Why? You, you're vegan, so you don't eat. You right. don't eat it. I don't really, I'm trying so. to stay away from fire food and shit, so I haven't touched it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's just dude. a fast food sandwich, oh, people. Man. You don't need to catch assault charges over it. You don't need to be running into like, each other's you know, cars. Have you driven by Popeye's recently? <laughs> Actually, yesterday it was dead because of the snowstorm. That was the only time I saw the one by our fuck house. Our, no, shit. <laughs> no. Like, I think fucking Lindy and I were rolling around and shit, and like, er, like I think we passed by two different Popeye's. The lines are at least like 20 cars long. Oh, it's crazy. I would Shit's never wait wild, for that. bro. It's a chicken sandwich. A fast food chicken sandwich. It ain't even that good. It's crazy to me. I understand. I would never wait that long. Uh, either. Uh, apparently, it's fucking amazing. You know what it reminds me of? You know what I hope happens? Because I'm not ever going to eat this shit. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Undercover Brother? 
You ever yeah, seen a movie with General's Fried Under, Chicken when they, used to, when they used to chicken to control yeah. the fucking community, the black community and shit? Yeah. I really hope that dumbass shit happens. <laughs> I, like I really it. do. I, I, like, really I like in that movie where Eddie, uh, Eddie Griffin is telling Dave Chappelle's character about how he hooked up with a white woman. He goes, oh my God, was his nipples, or was oh, the nipples pink? You got the little gumdrop nipples? <laughs> you got the little gumdrop nipples? <laughs> that was the funniest movie. That's an underrated comedy, dude. That's a funny movie. Fucking Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick there. Harris in that movie too. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's hilarious in that movie. That's a funny movie. Um, but no, the the story that I heard, which is which is even funnier. Like we all know that Popeyes is an uh, it's pr- more of a black establishment. It started by a black woman in Louisiana, but white people still want to go there and be racist. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. That's how that one fight. If you're fight... buying that fucking sandwich and, like, you right. acting dumbass about like, That's what I don't understand. It drives me crazy. Like, this dude's went in there, said a racial slur to one of the Popeye's employees, and then an all-out brawl ensued, and they both caught assault charges over a Popeye's sandwich. I mean, you're getting the same sandwich, so what the fuck? <laughs> what does that make you? It's crazy. If anything, that's cultural like, appropriation. No, I'm right, kidding. No, I'm it kidding. Is. <laughs> it is, man. It's crazy to me. Like, how are you going to go in there wanting the same thing and then try to be racist about what black people like to eat and stuff like that? It's like, uh, I don't get it. People are dumb, bro. Literally, <laughs> that is literally the pot calling the kettle black. Straight up, ever. that is the fucking <laughs> definition of that of that analogy. You're right. <laughs> you are totally right. Uh, that's funny. Um, other couple quick things I wanted to mention is just that there is a new season of Rick and Morty out that we can oh, go ahead and start. You know what, Morty? <laughs> Did you watch the first episode? Watch the first episode of Morty. <laughs> I watched it yet. Um, but yeah, that just came out. A new Shameless season started. Started that too. Um, Mr. Robot's final season is almost over. It's like halfway through. I've never crazy. started that show. Power is super trash. They got the mid-season finale, which was so whack. That show is terrible. Um, but I still watch it like an idiot, just like I do with Walking End Dead. End of the fucking world season two came out. Have you watched that yet? Have you watched that show? No, it's called literally called End of the Fucking World. No. Specifically, End of the Fucking World. Uh-uh. It's, on, it's on Netflix original. Oh, wait. That's not the Paul Rudd one, is it? No, no, no. That's the one where he's like two different people. No, yeah. it's like this British show, but honestly, the shit that happens, yeah. like these two kids. All right, so just a yeah. quick yeah, quick synopsis of this show. So one kid, he he he's a sociopath, or so he thinks. Uh, he, I guess he does a, I mean, he his childhood was kind of weird. He did a bunch of crazy shit because he thinks he's crazy. He, he thinks he's crazier than he actually is. Uh, he meets his girl. And the girl, the only reason she kind of started hanging out with him because she was bored and she's kind of rebellious. She's actually kind of a boss bitch, if you mind, if yeah. you don't mind me asking. But or mind me asking, mind me saying. I like bossy women. The only reason they started hanging out was one, she was bored, and he and B, he was trying to kill her because mm-hmm. he, he has this thing where he killed a bunch of animals and shit, but he wanted to kill something bigger, which is this person. But oh, they Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I can't give away too much, but. Uh, a bunch of crazy they become cool and a bunch of sh- crazy shit happens in the show and just go fucking watch it <laughs> <laughs> that, that just reminded me when you're talking about him he wants to kill something bigger like a human that reminded me of that one scene in uh, Wedding Crashers when they're hunting the quails and he goes I don't even know what the fuck a quail is why don't we hunt something bigger like something like a worthy adversary like a, a rhino or a lion or a giraffe or a fucking human being <laughs> I think that was Vince Vaughn that said that oh man that's funny uh, but then also big news out of the Disney Star Wars world or the Disney in general yeah, World. the Mandalorian uh, Star Wars' first series 
uh, just came out, I think yesterday or maybe earlier today. Um, but that follows the origin story of the bounty hunter, correct? Yes, yes, uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Um, so I am excited to go home and watch that right after this podcast is over. Jeez, <laughs> me too. I'm going to go get some food. Because I totally have that. the Disney Plus. I totally don't have a jailbreaking fire stick at all. I've definitely paid for Disney Plus. Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I may or may not have paid for Disney Plus, or I may or may not be borrowing it. So I definitely paid for it. I don't know what you're talking about. I paid I for it. Know. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally have Disney Plus. Let's put it that way. I totally have it now. Uh, one quick thing: Did you see the Sonic trailer that came out? No, I didn't know. Did you see the Sonic out. redesign? No. So, did you, oh, they were pissed about how he looked first, right? Oh, so oh, they made him actually look like the guy. Yeah, he's actually. Right, cool. did, the trailer just came out. The new trailer just came out today. Looks fucking phenomenal. I actually might pay for. it. I'm actually gonna pay to watch it because if if they if honestly if the directors and producers whatever listen to the fans this much to where they want to redesign everything and shit like that, you know what? You deserve my time and money. You know. Well, at least he doesn't look like a creepy blue gremlin anymore. Oh, that no. thing was weird looking. No, man. He it looks it looks. Fire. Like he no, looks now like it looks the actual cool. Now game. it looks yeah. like the actual Sonic. So they're gonna have tails and knuckles and all that. In there I don't too? know if tails and knuckles are in it, but it's more. Fo- I mean, obviously, it's more centered on I Sonic. I love when you can but, be knuckles. That was the best. Because my thing, I I don't think this is. I think Jim Carrey is still gonna be the highlight of this movie. But before you know when they had that shit, he was still gonna have to carry the movie. Yeah, Jim Carrey is Doctor Robotnik. That's awesome. That's no, perfect. That's absolute that's perfect, perfect that's fucking casting. Cast. Yeah, that, that shit's on point. Uh, that's my favorite casting in a while since, and this was a shitty movie, but, uh, the Death Note movie when William Dafoe was Ryuk. That was probably one of my favorite casting since. Nice. I haven't yeah. even seen that movie, but I'll have to check don't it out. Watch it. It's oh, bad. don't watch it. No, no, <laughs> no, he did carry that movie. <laughs> that's funny. Well, anyways, while I'm pulling up our last segment that this day is music, I'm going to pass the augs over to you because maybe we'll have better luck playing this Dave East track on your computer. So you pull up that, uh, Fabo track. It's called, uh... Change the world, or, or no, what's going on, I think, um, off the new Dave East. Um, but before we get to that track and say goodnight to you, I wanted to do This Day in Music, which um, I thought was a really cool one that I had for today because I'm a big fan of the Velvet Underground. I've always loved the Velvet Underground, or Velvet Underground and Lou Reed. Um, and this day in 1965, they they performed their very first live performance together, and they got paid seventy five dollars. It was at a place called the Summit High High School in New Jersey, and uh, yeah, seventy five bucks for the gig between all of them. So yeah. I that was really cool. It's crazy that, that was all the way back in nineteen sixty five. So shout Velvet I mean, Underground, shout Lou Reed, rest and, in peace. And Lou Reed's defense, like seventy five bucks in that time, oh, is probably pretty good money. And when you're a nobody band in your early twenties, that's what you're getting paid. I mean, a lot of our friends play gigs for free and shit. We do this podcast. We pay for this podcast. For Christ's sake. <laughs> Someone wants to give us $75, holler. <laughs> I'm in. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so that's all we got for you today. Today was a lot better moods and spirits for both of us. Right. We back on the good stuff together, and we uh, will see you guys next week. This track is off Dave East's brand new album, Survival. It is featuring Fabulous, and it is called What's Going On. Good night, everybody. Oh, shit. Hey, uh, oh. one more thing before we end this podcast on sports news. Uh, for you college football fans, LSU just beat o- or jumped Ohio State as number one. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Well, that good. just happened. Good for them. Yeah. Fuck Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. Right. Peace. Bitch. You know that bitch. We used to see at the store every morning, the two four. Aggressive. 
Exactly. I used to fuck her sister, but you ain't know that, though. You don't do tellies upstairs with Chetty. Upstairs with Chetty! Uh, acknowledge I'm sent. Christian Dior, probably my sin. 5% tip, that money dirty, gotta get rinsed. I'm probably in Philly, auntie block, high eating fish. Down in my wrist, better than the block pumping, trying to get rent. Not in my circle, then you trying to get spent. Just trying to get rich. Pull up, knocking Gladys on niggas. The way we living might embarrass you niggas. Might fade the black on you niggas. Depressed faces, they sad, mad I actually did it. The only died, I went and tatted my nigga. Great pinky ringing. Me and four ladies at brunch, got attitudes like they came on the bus. Can't make this up, cigar smoke lingering. This gun only large, it's not medium. Just got off them papers, he smoking weed again. They was calling me broke, catch a shot over that nautical boat. I'm a wolf, never call me the goat. They all wanna know. I move weight, never try lifting. Never leave it, gotta ride with him. You nosy niggas probably try sniffing. Real tissue, the bros are wiping nose. Making friends with the money, expose all type of foes. I be super fly, these hoes just wipe my clothes. She's an easy target, you post the sniping those in the rows doing 60, bumping that Nipsey. Shorty with me, kinda tiny, when drinking she tipsy. Always think she knows something, be calling a gypsy. Told her, believe it or not, she calling me Ripley. Aliens, yeah, the head out of this world. Took you to the Prada store, cause I'm proud of you, girl. Bet you don't know, probably cause it's too slept on. This that dope that make the block get they two step on. You'll catch on. Bet you don't know. 